Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply i'm on the highway to hell Highway to hell, highway to hell, and I'm going down. It's just the flattest wicket and the shittest wicket you've ever witnessed in Test cricket by two boring teams that don't want to play Test cricket. It's really excited for Test cricket, and then they put West Indies against Zimbabwe on a road. Just when you think there's 758 T20 leagues knocking about in the world. I've since found out there's another three going that we totally forgot about. There's a super smash going on in New Zealand that nobody is playing in. I'll be honest. If Dorso should be gutted he's not had a call-up. They can't possibly have enough local players. There's the Bangladesh Premier League that's just started now, that now everyone's pulling out to prioritise test cricket or one-day cricket or playing for their country. And then some other bagging absolute nails somewhere else. And when you just think, oh, no, let's have a bit of test cricket they play is the West Indies against Zimbabwe two cricketing nations that are on their arse and they go I know what we'll do we'll prepare a f- fucking flat bag of shit Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Slogging It. I'm John O'Gordon. With me, as always, Eugene the Buffalo Berger and Simon the Rhino Roberts. I've I've nailed it. The three buffoons are back together. Simon and I are giddy because we've got a birthday party coming up with people coming from every all four corners of the earth to celebrate with us on Saturday. I've ordered myself some new golf clubs. And yeah, here we are. So, anyway, Simon, another an, a, a nice rant to, to begin with. Highway to Hell, obviously, discussing the 22 yards currently being contested in, in I'm guessing. Contest. Well, it's even I mean, a test for the bowlers. Well, it's not. It's, it's just crap. It's just people not trying to... The wicket's flat. And we, when we spoke about the England and Pakistan series or the Australia series that there's just been, and, 
I know you're potentially talking about two better teams, and that's fine. But just make it. You, you, cricket is going to die. And they're two nations where cricket is dying. And it's on the players to try and do something about it. My mum and dad have just got back from Antigua. They went to a game at the Vivian Richards Stadium this week. It was an inter-island game. It was free to get in. There was no nothing in the stands, nothing going off. There was two food stalls all the way around. And the only person of any kind of note on the ground was one bloke who was scoring on what I've been reliably told from my mother was a scoring program from about 2006. Like cricket is on its horse in these places. And players are going to have to realise you're in a very privileged position where you get paid to play cricket for a living. You are the entertainment. And if it's going to carry on like that, you ain't going to have a living to be made. Objection, Your Honour. The West Indies beat England last year and showed themselves to be about a gazillion times better than South Africa recently in Australia. So you would say that the West Indies aren't a bad team. However, I agree. Well, they are because they, they're currently not. If they are, they trying to say how much better are we trying to say Zimbabwe would compete against? No, Australia, no. England. No, 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 no. I agree. Because well, on, on your rationale, there we are. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. You didn't let me finish, which is kind of quite like you, to be honest. But you know, just pull you out of my esophagus, and that sounded weird. Not in that way. It's not a birthday party yet. Yeah, look, it's obviously an absolute road. But why I completely agree with you on it. They've obviously lost a load of day one to rain or something. They can't have got a lot of cricket in. But you've got now opening the batting for West Indies, Craig Brathwaite, who they might as well call him Breeze Block. He just will not get on with it. And Shivnarine Shandapal's son, who, I mean, if he's anything like his dad, again, he's, he's like Paul Collingwood reincarnate when he's trying to save test matches in Durban. But it, that's why people aren't going to be interested in Test cricket. Like it looked like some of the West Indies lads, after finally Zimbabwe got a wicket, they then did try and advance the game because they all tried to swing from the bootlaces and they ended up four or five down, six down maybe in the end. Josh Silver three and out, always improving his Test score. Woodstock back. Hashtag Woodstock. Hashtag Team Woodstock. Hashtag the Woodstock family. But yeah, a very poor. It's almost like an anti advert for Test cl- cricket globally. What do you think, Buffalo? I disagree. Again, Your Honour, this is <laughs> test cricket. This is test cricket. You know, scoring at a run rate of three and a half or three or whatever they were scoring at is normal test cricket. We've gotten too used to the good life watching, you know, the likes of England and Australia and, and hopefully England and India in the upcoming test series, which we'll get onto a little bit later. This is normal test cricket. This is good, hard-fought test cricket. Just because they lost today doesn't mean that there's a there's no result that's going to happen. You know, the West Indies have scored 447. They've declared. You know, they've got the Zimbabweans where they want them at 114 for three on day at the end of day three. It's not to say they can't bowl them out twice. It's normal test cricket. We just, we've gotten to the T20 cricket of people expecting, you know, run rates of five and six and exciting cricket instead of good old-fashioned, you know, the dig-in award as, as our, our club... Secretary likes to call it. You know, there's got to be a place for it. And I think for me, this is the purest form. I watched a lot of it, actually, or the highlights of it anyway. It felt like I was watching the highlights. It was that long. <laughs> yeah. It, but the thing is, it's cricket, right? I mean, we, last week, hang on. Last week, we were complaining that there's too much T20 cricket. Now we're complaining that Test cricket shit. What happens no, on Thursday when... There's just too much cricket, full stop. Too much cricket. The calendar is so swamped that... that what's the point? Surely... 
have an amount of cricket that is good enough to create cricket that people want to watch. That's the problem with the T20 stuff. It's so watered down because there's so much of it going on that actually the quality of it is therefore reduced. That was our argument last week. Are people Would I have tuned in to watch the West Indies versus Zimbabwe normally? No. But am I more likely to tune in and watch an hour or so of it if they're looking like... That just looks like a block fest, and so no one's really interested in that because there's no one taking wickets. Like, I honestly think Zimbabwe got them six down because the West Indies lads decided they were going to try and advance the game and started swinging from the bootlaces. Because you can't have one bloke score 150 or whatever Craig Brethwaite got, double 100 for Shandapal, and then all of a sudden, every you know, 20 is then the next highest score or whatever it was. Like, unless there's a drastic mood change, the only reason that I think they, they went on as long as they did, and even Josh actually got in, was because they were waiting for Shandapal to get his double 100, and then they obviously declared straight away afterwards. But what... Can I revert back to your first question? What do you mean there's too much cricket? Do you only work eight months of the year? No. So then why should cricketers? It's a job. No, but what I'm saying, they can't fit it all into the calendar. There's too much going on at well, one time. Well, they can't because it all they overlaps. Can. Well, and that's rightfully so. I mean, you know, what's happening at the moment is there's the England test squad that's out in New Zealand. They need to have a separate squad that's playing in a one-day series like they did for the series against South Africa. I just think you've got to, you've got to do your horses for courses and have different squads for different... For different formats, I think that people need to pick and choose. And, you know, that's why the T20 cricket franchise thing is working at the moment with Alex Hales thinking about retirement. I don't know. And just playing hit and giggle cricket and T20 and scoring runs for fun and, you know, getting paychecks versus test cricketers that want to go and travel around the world and spend time away from home. I think there's still a, I've got a couple of bits. When we say the guys went in and tried to bang it, None of them scored at more than a run of ball. So that's, I don't know about trying to bang it. The guy that got 11 had a strike rate of 50. So, and that was Jason Holder. So they've already gone in and tried to bang it to try and get the score around. <laughs> yeah. What they've tried to do is get Shander Paul to, to a double under, which is fine. I disagree with it. I disagree with extending the game of cricket just so an individual can get an individual thing. Like we saw it the other week with, and in their test match, when, what's his name, left hander. Head? Oh, no, the opening batter. Anyway. Warner? Osman Kawaja. was left eye and dry on 190. There's a lot of left-handers in that Aussie squad. There is, yeah. <laughs> but Broadly can't wait for the summer. And then this is what I mean by people are devaluing test cricket. So, yeah, fair enough. You can say the West Indies have got themselves into an advantageous position. But Zimbabwe are 114 for three of 41.4 overs and... Craig Urban, in the captain, was bowled last ball of the day by Craig Brathwaite. Yeah. So Craig Brathwaite, not obviously feeling like he's been involved enough in the game as captain and empty batter, but has gone, right, I'm going to have a bowl as well. But he was the seventh bowler used by the West Indies. This is not This is a joke of a game. When you've got Kemar Roach, their best bowler, has bowled seven overs. You've got Elzara Joseph, nine overs. Kyle Myers, four. Judah Kesh Motti, he's bowled 13 overs. I'm guessing he's a spinner. Jason Holder, one of the best all-rounders in the world, five overs. Roston Chase, rogue off spinner that doesn't do a lot of bowling, three overs. Like, you're not even bowling your best bowlers. You're not trying to get wickets. You're just devaluing test cricket. The runs that these guys are scoring are being devalued. Yeah, at least Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe bowled five bowlers. One guy bowled 41 overs, five for, 100, for 140. Now, fair play. I appreciate it's a flat wicket and you've got to try and do something 
to win the game and they might see that guy bowling. I've got no idea who he is. Like, but it's not doing anything to advance the game. What is that doing? What What is making sure one bloke gets 200 and then bowling seven bowlers against the lowest-ranked test team in the world and you claim you're trying to win the game? Shut up. It's just a joke. It's an absolute joke, and it's why people wonder why test cricket is dying and people say there's too much cricket. Well, yeah, there is, and there's too much of this. People complain about the big three, trying to dominate cricket. Well, they're the only ones trying to take cricket forward on a test level. Fair. How, how is Zimbabwe so, going to improve by only playing six games? Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying there's not nothing, but they're going to improve by, and, and this isn't so much a dig at Zimbabwe as a, like West Indies, you're right, have competed in Australia, have competed in England, but this isn't, can you imagine, so it, West Indies beat England last year, can you imagine if England had gone out and done this? No. They'd be fucking they uproar. They'd be flogged. They'd be fucking well, uproar. They'd be yeah. flogged. The one thing that I might that I think might happen, though, Simon, is England are at some stage going to come short. You know, they've got their Baz ball. There's going to be days that they're going to be bowled out for 35. Well, it happened against it happened at Lords against South Africa. I know the wicket yeah, had big parts playing it. By no means saying that the way England are going about Test cricket is the best thing for Test cricket, and it's the way that every team should be playing. When people talk about basketball and whatever, basketball, from what I can read into it, isn't about saying, right, we are going to score eight and over, we are going to do this. It's about mentality that we are going to win this game of cricket. Freedom. We're it's like a to, freedom of thought thing, isn't it? We are going to put ourselves in the best position to make sure we win this game of cricket, and that's by trying to win the game in four days in case it goes... If it goes five days, it goes five days. We're going to try and win this game in four days. It's about being positive. It's about the team coming first and sacrificing individual things, individual targets and goals and wishes and celebrations for the team to win a game. Ben Stokes has always played his cricket like that. He's been the one that goes in the socket. And again, I'm not saying, but you look at how Australia then played in the in a recent test in the recent test series where they're going hard at the ball, trying to score. Australia have done it for years, that's a way, and it's very different doing it on Australian pitches than it perhaps is doing it on Pakistani pitches or the M one coming out of Johannesburg into Bulawayo that they appear to be playing on at the minute. But you can't tell me that the guy that scored 11 of the last 13 hundreds from West Indies opening batters can't try and accelerate, can't try and push the game along a bit. He never does, though, does he? I'm not saying he can't, but he never does. That's the way he... I mean, I so, hate that phrase if that's the way he plays. But, I mean, he should be good enough to. He's he doing it against Cummins or Broad and Anderson or whatever, or Wood or whoever. I mean, there's Zimbabwe. It's about managing the phases attack. of playing a game. It's just dog shit. And these are people wondering why Test cricket that. And Zimbabwe and West Indies can moan that they don't get to play against England and Australia and all this kind of stuff. Well, beat the people around you. Beat them convincingly. Put entertaining cricket on that people are going to want to come and watch. So when the ECB sit there and go, I'm sorry. When they sit and go, we've got a Test series against the West Indies coming up, they know it's going to be good cricket so they can sell the grounds out. That's the only way they're going to do it. So, would you prefer watching Zimbabwe versus the West Indies, or would you prefer watching the Big Bash final? Huge. You raise a very good point about the Big Bash. Coming on to the final. Now, over the last few weeks, we've complained about the quality of the Big Bash deteriorating with all the kind of big global superstars disappearing to play in South Africa or international no-one-gives-a-fuck T20 or various different other bits and pieces. However, so I went to play golf on Saturday, teed off at 7.40 in the morning at Morley Hayes in Derbyshire. 
Shot 77. It's five over. I feel like I left a few out there. But anyway, enough of that. Came back in, got into the bar, and saw the most amazing four and a half overs of cricket that I've seen in a long time. So I think we get in and they need 40, almost 50, or four and a half overs. And you think, Brisbane here have got this. There is no question in my mind that Brisbane here are going to win this. You got people like Michael Nisa to bowl, blah, 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 blah. And then what transpired was just absolutely bonkers. Cooper Connolly, right? Now, in Australia, they have some rogue haircuts. Cooper Connolly has basically, he fits in his own category of haircut. It is the single worst haircut I've ever fucking seen outside of an 80s American fucking bomb. It is horrific. It is literally the worst thing I've ever seen. Anyway, the kid can bat. He looks about 12, but he came out and smoked 25 off 11 balls. The last over, Michael Nisa defending, obviously played test cricket for Australia. I'm thinking, he, he, if anyone can defend this, Michael Nisa can defend this. One, six, four no balls. Cheers. Perth Scorchers just showing why they have basically dominated the Big Bash in the 12 or 13 editions. Like they, they must have won it five or six times now. Unbelievable turnaround. And they were going absolutely berserk. And they had every right to. Obviously, the Brisbane Heat, absolutely devastated. No Marnus. He's obviously gone over to India to play with the Test Series and stuff. But yeah, I don't know if you watched it, Simon. You, Eugene, I presume you watched it. I didn't watch it, but I saw some highlights. And there were actually highlights. That, that's been my kind of pet peeve with it all. It's when people put it on as highlights in the afternoon and there are no highlights. But no, it was very impressive. And like you say, I think Brisbane, Brisbane were out of it after five, six games of the tournament. Kawaja and Marnus came back in, won them a load of games, got them through to the semi-final. The young lads then, I think, got them through the final, to the final and then they obviously lost the plot a little bit in the final but um it, i know we we talk about with there being a lot of cricket and stuff but it was good quality cricket i mean the bowling wasn't quite flash, but it was good it was someone executing a plan and that's all you can ask for really unless the plan is back for two days on a flat one in Bulawayo, which i'm not asked about but yeah but you probably watched it live and were a lot more into it than me i did at 137 for five when ashton turner was run out by nick hobson the whole of the Scorchers, their faces just dropped. There was people kicking helmets. It was not good. It was basically something that you don't want your kids to see. It just looked like they'd lost the game. The funny thing is that Andrew Ty was talking to Cooper Connolly before the game, and he said, look, enjoy it. You're a 19-year-old kid. This is your fourth game. Go out, enjoy it. And he said, don't worry. I'll be there at, that bit of, I'll be there at the end with my hands up in the air winning us the game. And my God, did he do it. I mean, can you imagine 19-year-old going out and doing it? And the funny thing is that the very next day, I saw some Instagram pictures of Andrew Ty with, with Cooper Connolly. And Andrew Ty has dyed his hair luminous blonde to no match him. That's amazing. They were both on the beach. So, yeah, I mean, great story. I think that's going to go down in folklore. I mean, but you know, Nick Hobson, also unbelievable innings. Having to stay composed after running out Ashton Turner, who... You'd say that game was dead and buried. I mean, like you, I think, well, like the rest of the world, I thought that the Heat have this. They're going to win it. It's one of the great victories. Absolutely one of the great victories. Staying with Australia, I think what will probably turn into, well, I thought this would 
create the bulk of tonight's episode, but actually Simon's done that on his own. <laughs> talking, fired. Talking about the tarmacking of uh, downtown Bulawayo. But obviously the Aussies are about to start a test series against India. All the fucking useless, normal garbage of oh, Austra- uh, India will be more proud to beat India than win the Ashes. Yeah, because England have been garbage in the Ashes for God knows how long. And obviously to go to India and win a Test Series, is we know, is phenomenally hard. But I think if anybody thinks India aren't going to prepare wickets like they did last time England went, Joe Root gets a double hundred on a reasonable wicket. And then, oh, look, it turns square from ball one as from the second Test because Indians play spinning conditions better than anybody else in the world. How do we see it going what are our predictions? I believe is it a five, it must be a five test series, you'd think, between those two. Have the Aussies got any kind of chance, do we think, on big spinning wickets? First of all, it is a four test series. Four Can't test count. series? Yeah, four test series. So it starts on Thursday, the 9th of Feb. Next one's on the 17th, then the 1st of March, and then the 9th of March. Then they play some one day. So it's a four test series. Obviously, something to do with the point system. Uh, there's a lot riding on on that, isn't there, for the World Test World Championship Test final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. I saw some interesting social media tweets about well, India aren't very good because they've never won an Allen Border Medal. Ha! Oh. When Steve Smith has won four or something now, so I think that was just the way that they're starting to know, spice things up, sticking with the Indian theme. But yeah, I mean, it, there's so much on it. I think it's going to be two-two. You're calling for prediction. So, based on your 2-2 prediction, it, would Rahul Dravid not say, let's say India go 1-0 up, would mm-hmm. Rahul Dravid then not go, right, okay, let's now force home this advantage and say, right, we're the best players of spin in turning conditions, let's prepare wickets that are going to make them even more uncomfortable in order to try and win that Test Series 4-0. Because don't India, like you say about the World Test Championship final, India, I think, need to win this quite convincingly, don't I don't know that detail off the top of my head, but we can find that out in a second. I think that the Australian bowling lineup, even with the injured Josh Hazelwood, who's not available, is still strong enough to bowl out an Indian side on either a Bunsen burner or a very good batting wicket because I just think they've got that depth, which is what makes them one of the best sides in the world at the moment. So I think Nathan Lyon is going to play a huge part but they're now trying to pick second spinner, though, aren't they? All untested. All or they've got a couple who've played a little bit, but not not huge amounts. I think Ashton Agar's out there. There's a couple of other spinners. That lad with the glasses who's done reasonably well in the big bash. And there's another. What's the other lad who's played a bit of Test cricket? Swepson. Yeah, Swepson. Mm. So yeah, look, it'll be. I would think. I don't. I think if Australia have got a chance of winning one, I think it'll be the first one. Bravo thoughts. I think Australia are a very good side, like Eugene says, and I think they've got the capabilities to win in all conditions. They've got batters that have scored runs on spinning pitches. I think there'll be four, I think there'll be three results. So I think it'll be 2 1 to, to India. But not Zimbabwe. They've got no hope of winning a test for about 15 years. Especially, not, yeah, because they, I mean, they don't play against anyone that wants to try and win a test. So. That'd be fine. Yeah, I think that it, it and I don't dis- necessarily dispute, obviously, this England side that one of the things about what Australia is saying, I know you started off by saying that what Steve Smith has said, 
I think it's just how alien the conditions are to Australia. I think from a cricketer's point of view, to go and beat India in India is probably a more difficult challenge than beating England in England. So I don't. I think what they're saying is being turned around by the press to be a big wind up for the Ashes this year. I think they're using it very well to try and just as if it needs any more aggro, the Ashes for the summer. But like I say, it's a massive test for both sides. I'd make India just favourites because they're at home. But then again, I don't know whether their their seam bowling sack should be very good. If you go through the team bit by bit, each team bit by bit, you've got opening batters, probably an evens, evens thing. Three, four, five, you probably... In Marnus, Smith, and then Head, Head is going to be in it. Yeah, but then you've got Coley, Guy, probably. Uh, no, nah, he's not play Test cricket, is he? They'll pick. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name, and it's really going to Pajara and Kale Rahul probably. So in they probably in Coley's on a. I mean, it's not on a par with Smith, but the other two are probably you'd say not far about. And then. All-rounders-wise, India, for me, win the all-rounders if Cam Green's not fit. And Cam Green, they perform a very different role. And then you've got the bowlers. So I don't know if either of you caught this, but Ian Healy came out, classic Ian Healy. If India prepare anything like fair wickets, Australia will win. Now, is yeah, because he's basically sorted himself right out there, hasn't he, by saying, well, if we don't win, we'll just say that because it was the wickets were shit. If we do win, then... The wickets were all right. If India choose not to use home advantage, then Australia might beat them. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's factually correct. If England, if India choose to use provide to get the Gabba shipped in, then yeah, Australia will probably beat them. The same way that Australia normally Although, win in Australia, like, it's just a. That's... But India's B team, India's. Do you remember when India's B team beat Australia at the Gabba last time round? Didn't they? In that yeah. famous victory. I think that's it. That's a again, that's someone being asked to make a comment who's then feels like he's got to make a comment. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. the attitude of well, India are a good side at home, it'll be it'll be a tough test series for it. Isn't gonna sell newspapers or make headlines. So a bit like well, what I do at the start Facing of this. I try and make it interesting and make a bit of a dickhead comment to fire everyone up by saying they're playing on a road in Bulawayo and yeah. they, they don't deserve to play test cricket. Like, I don't think that, but it's it needs to, something that needs to be said to make a headline. I think what he's saying there, Hugh, is he doesn't trust either of us to come up with anything worth talking about. So he just sh- shot, fires shots from the bow at the not, earliest possible opportunity. I, mean. I just quite enjoy it. Score prediction, please, Simon. 2-1. You, you said 2-1 in favour India. India. I can't see Australia winning a test unless it's the first one. So I think it'll be a reasonable wicket. First test. I can't see any of them being draws though. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go four four nil India, I think, would be my prediction. It's bold. As you as you guys, as all the listeners will know, I like making bold predictions, none of which to this point have ever come to pass. So here's hoping. Right, we'll move on. SA twenty. Six franchise sides. We're now at the sharp end of the tournament, and it turns out that five out of the six teams could still win it. As we figured out earlier on, yeah, bonkers, Simon, right? you were across this. Uh, yeah, but there's one game left in the league process, and it, it, yeah, all all the top five out of the top five, the top five teams can all still qualify. Yeah, I know one of them needs. I think it's Victoria Capitals to win to batter for Arno Fall to beat or whichever way round it is. 
one of them to batter the other one so that the, the team of fit can jump up past them on run rate. But I know we've sat there, been, I particularly have sat there bemoaning it and saying, oh, it's the highest calibre of cricket, but there's a lot riding on the last game and that's all you can ask for in these kind of tournaments is that there's something on as many yeah. games as possible. And that, because that makes it a bit more interesting, that makes it a bit more exciting to the point where it's almost, uh, yeah, you, you almost you want to tune into it just to watch the permutations as the as the game goes on, and you'll you'll see stats come up that mean they've got to get this many in order to still qualify or whatever and and whatnot. And but it's going to be it's going to add another layer of intrigue to it. But I think there's two there's two teams that stand out, and it really is the two best sides in it. Um, yeah. You say the Pretoria Capitals are one, and the other one would be huge. I'm going Paul. Um, I, I'd like old. to see them win, put it that way. Mm. I mean, I, I put it this way: I think David Miller's a, a good shout for a you know player of the tournament. He's played fantastically well. He's got Butler in his side. You know, they're very, very, very strong side, and I think they're peaking at the right time. But as as Simon said, you know, there's there's four other sides that have a, a shot of, of actually doing quite well in it. You know, what's it, three, four, and five are all on 19 points, and the game actually means everything. So who goes through? So, yeah, it's good. One surprise at the tournament, actually, is that Mumbai Indians Cape Town or Cape Town Mumbai Indians or Mum, Mumbai Cape, My Cape Town. Indians Town or whatever they're called, they, they've basically just got absolutely shitboxed, haven't they? They've been dreadful. Yeah, yeah they haven't done well. So, so that's that has been a surprise. The Women's World Cup is due to start in South Africa. There's been one hell of a game today between England and South Africa in a warm-up game. England made 246 there or thereabouts, I believe, and South Africa got 229 for nine chasing, including one of the young girls getting um, 65 off 23 balls. Hell of a game. By the sounds of things, yeah, I think you're seeing. I mean, we 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 sit here and talk about cricket, and we, we tend to predominantly focus on male cricket. I know we've done some bits and bobs on female tournaments when it's come up, but that that is something that seems to be getting a lot more competitive. Obviously, it's always been. We've spoke about how good Australia are in the women's game, but you see the scores in T20 cricket now within the women's game getting higher and higher. You're seeing a, a better standard of cricket. Seeing more shots, you're seeing sort of everything that you want to see from from a game of cricket within that, and 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 I personally believe that the the, the women's game is is technically more skillful than the men's game. It, it obviously don't necessarily have the physical strength to muscle the ball. Some of them do. Obviously, the boundaries are appropriately sized, but for, for, for them to be getting 200 and, the best part 250 in the 2020 game is some is some Decent. impressive striking. No matter what, the, whether it's men's, women's, under 19s, whatever, it, it's very impressive. And, and and it's sort of seeing that a couple of the sides, you look at the West Indies, who ironically are better to watch than their male counterparts because they try and win. And you've got South Africa women that are developing nicely, although they've just had a really weird scenario with their ex captain, come new captain, come didn't, got like, failed a bleed test. Didn't run a suit. Yeah, didn't run a 2K. She missed four it by seconds four seconds or something. something so they hired her off and then her partner has pulled out the squad for she yeah, personal reasons. I mean, I'm sure we could do, and Eugene, I'm sure we could do episodes on the life and times and joys of South African cricket trying to stab themselves 
in the arse. But does this seem to be another one of those to you, or is it? I'm, I've actually started supporting Zimbabwe cricket. <laughs> and there we have the current it's state like, of world cricket summed up. <laughs> Very. We can't we can't make things more difficult than they already are. Hang on, yes we can. We're just going to drop our captain because she missed the two k run by eighteen seconds. By the way, so it wasn't quite. <laughs> so, so, so hold on, is it Mar- not Marizang uh, Van uh, uh, Dane Van Niekirk, Isn't it? It was the captain. Yeah, yeah. And her partner is that Marizang Cap? Yes. Who's Salah's so, best player? So she's taken. Yeah, she's taken time out of the game. She hasn't left the squad. Yeah. She's left it. She's taken a bit of time out of the game for compassionate leave to support her partner. Right, who's obviously devastated at having been dropped. Having come in, worked incredibly hard to come back from this injury. Then, as captain, has been told, well, we set the parameters for you to get back in the squad. You haven't matched them. And so, so as a show of support or whatever, Marazan Cap's just basically gone, well, yeah. here's the big up yours. Right, fine. But also, it doesn't help South African cricket that... Is it Ishmael, who was the seamer? She was arguably yes. their best bowler, and she's retired, hasn't she? So, I mean, again, through a number of different factors, South African cricket is, seems to be in a, an absolute nightmare situation again, going into a huge tournament, a World Cup being hosted in South Africa. And for a number of different reasons, it's all kind of gone to part again. Yeah, I think I think Ishmael's still playing. I don't know who, who you're referring to there, but I think, she, I mean, she bought quite well today and she better quite well too. The seamer? I, if, yeah. I thought she retired. I was pretty sure she retired or she might be retiring she, after uh, the World Cup. She pushed, the, the, she pushed the captain down a bank on a 2K run and it meant she got in instead. That's uh, that's vicious rumours. <laughs> as far as saying I've 100% made that up. Right, we're going to move on. Can I just say this? This, if um, this, One small thing. Obviously, the SA20 has, for me, gone out. It's come out of it's, well, the start of what should have been an amazing three to four months worth of cricket in South Africa. When you, you looked at the, the SA20, you, you then look at the Women's World Cup. That, that If there's a drive that should be pushing people in South Africa in towards cricket, it's that. And if that's worked, and we won't know until however long down the track when we look at the, the viewing figures for this SAT20 and then participation levels for, for, for women and girls and, and whatever in, in, in the future, this should... This whole thing should be massive for South African cricket. I know I take the piss out of quite a few things, but South South Africa need to be good in order for world cricket to thrive. They're obviously one of the big powerhouses Correct. across the men's and women's yeah. game. This this you look at how the like the twenty nineteen World Cup and all the ashes and stuff that was around that time and what that did for cricket in this country, this has the opportunity to be something very similar for for, for women's, for, for not just women's cricket, but for cricket in general within South Africa, if the SAT20 has hit the right notes, and by all accounts, I, I, I don't know if it's had, like I say, I've, I've kind of fell out with it the last little bit, which I'm a bit gutted about because I missed someone getting 250. There's been some really good games, and there's been some uh, on some dreadful pitches. But I really actually like what, sorry, Huge, I just had to get it in there. The So Betway, are obviously the principal sponsor, have done this catch two million run, basically. And if you catch a, take a clean catch one-handed in the crowd, however many people do that, they divide in two million run, which is still a decent amount of money. It's about four quid <laughs> between the amount of people that, have, that actually have done it. But I think that's added a little bit to it, which is which has been quite good. Also, let's not forget, 
South Africa's men's side have just beaten England, who are the world champions in, in one-day cricket. So actually, there's a lot of positives for South African cricket mm. at the moment, which is great. So hopefully the World Cup, I mean, I, I love South Africa. We try and go as much as we can. It's a wonderful country. And hopefully the, this season, this what first three or four months of 2023 can be a real positive for, for cricket in South Africa, like you say, driving the focus of cricket, getting more young girls and boys into cricket. And that is obviously a big part of what the, the international sides are about and obviously the SA20 is about. So yeah, hopefully it can be a force for good, right? Um, The walk, the Ashes walk. Simon and I went for a 15-mile walk yesterday. Some of it with children and dogs, some of it without. We actually managed to do the bit without in very good time. We figured out. We did about eight miles in about two, 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 hour, two and a quarter hours after we'd gotten rid of two arguing dogs and two children that we were carrying on our backs. I did. I Simon did another six miles on Saturday morning, I believe. I, I did a round of golf. We've noticed you've been quiet on the walking front. Have you been doing any, or is it still too cold within the M25 to get out there and stretch your legs? I know, I know. I, I, I walked, I must have walked the way I played golf on Sunday. I must have walked about 40 miles <laughs> left and right a lot of the time. No, it was, yeah, I, I have been getting the miles in. It's a bit warmer, so I've been out. I've been walking the dogs. I haven't been on any really long walks except for golf. I spent a lot of time on the peloton behind me. I do. Uh, well, it's, it's, been, it's been very good. Thank you. Good. Um, Amazing that the Lord's Tavern has officially announced it to their all of their members last Thursday in their newsletter, which is great. Got we're it, gonna, which is great. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do our official launch in the next kind of week or so across all of our social media platforms and the website, etc. So get in touch if you want to know a little bit more about that. What have we got coming up that we're excited about, gentlemen? I'm, I'm slightly apprehensive. About what? Not excited about your birthdays on Saturday. I'm, 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 I'm... I'm actually worried. Why are you worried? Why? Maybe, maybe worry is the wrong word. It should be. Why are you worried? Is it spending too much hum- time with Dawson? Yeah, that, that's one. I'm going to be spending time with Adrian. I mean, the whole trade trip there, the whole train trip back. But yeah, I can't I wait mean, to see how drunk you are when you arrive. Yeah, t- Dawson could be so pickled by the time he gets there. He has to head but the window of the cab to let him know Dawson where to get out. Dawson could be pickled before he leaves some bank. <laughs> so yes, that's why I'm, 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 I'm excited about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm very no, excited about that. Good very, to see you guys. Yeah, very excited to see you, mate. I hope it'll be a joyous occasion. We were discussing outfits earlier, and Simon said he's going to wear jeans and a T-shirt. Now, I've got the single, well, I think it's the best suit that I've ever seen, which I will be rocking up in. So I don't know why you're shaking your head, Simon. You've not seen well, it can, yet. So. I can, I've already seen what you went out in the other weekend, and you said... Is it is it fancy dress? No, it's not fancy dress. It's dressed like you would dress to impress, I guess. Are you telling me you're going to be wearing a Woodstock hoodie? No, that was option Stash. number two. Yes, the three, one, the three of us will no doubt be taking some photos together and posting them across our Instagram and various different channels before we get too mm. too drunk. So we've got a, we've got a party, haven't we, from six thirty to eleven thirty, and then we have managed to secure a local pub, which we're looking forward to <laughs> for after after hours, which is very nice. I'm also incredibly excited. I had a full golf fitting last Thursday, so I've ordered myself some new golf bat, some new Callaways, irons and wedges. So super excited about that. See what that can do to help my game. Well, the golf um, equipment is available from other retailers. Well, yeah. but Miss I mean, Callaway want to sponsor us three sets like, of golf yeah. bats. Exactly. That would be lovely. And bags and balls and various other different bits and pieces. So yeah, that that would be absolutely lovely and would say would save me about 1500 pounds as well. So, yes. So we will fill you in on how the how the party goes when we when we rejoin next week. 
Um, Lord Saverners, must talk about the Lord Saverners. Amazing charity. Check them out, lordsaverners.org. You'll be able to find bits and pieces there about the Ashes War that we're doing. As I say, we're going to announce it properly next week. But tomorrow is Tuesday, Tuesday the 7th of February. Now, why is that? Why is that a day that we should know and acknowledge and enjoy? Yes, it is Simon Roberts. It is (laughs) Robbo's 40th birthday in in 59 minutes. Simon. Yeah. Excited, petrified, terrified, gleeful. Like, what are the emotions that you're feeling right now? Just very tired. No. Yeah, it'd be nice. I don't think my life will change too much. Do I get a bus pass? Is that how it works? Not just yet, mate. I, well, I haven't Cheap train, pa- train tickets? No, that's next year. Yeah. What? You don't get train tickets cheaper when you turn 40. Otherwise, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> what, what about the train tickets? <laughs> yeah, mate, it should be good. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what will change. All I know is I'm off work and I'm, the wife's treating me. See, I'm fat viewers. Have a listen to this. On my wife's birthday. In fact, sorry, one minute. In fact, viewers, have yeah. a listen to this. Like you say, must be tired. One minute past 11. Naked. In fact, listeners, have a watch of this. For, for my wife's birthday in November, I, I, I paid for it. This is an amazing a, a story, by the way. At Eden Hall's bar, which for everyone that, anyone that knows is a very, very nice well, well-being spa type thing. Other spa facilities are yeah, available. If you want to sponsor us, feel free. Not with the wife's <laughs> birthdays. What, with Callaway Golf <laughs> yeah. That'll cause a lot of damage there. And it was, a, it was quite an expensive birthday present for the wife. I thought I'd book it in for a weekend so I could, I could look after our, our, our child and dog and she could pick a friend to go with. So what she's decided to do is use her birthday present on my birthday <laughs> with me. So from what I can gather, I think I'm paying for my own birthday present, which is fine. I'm sure I'll have a lovely day. It's genius. I'm a little bit jealous. Of them. Why, why didn't I think of this? What I'm going to do for next for Lisa's next birthday is buy her a round on the Wen- yeah. West Course at Wembley. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. I'm, I'm <laughs> Callaway, by the way. If you if you fancy sorting out the wife a new set of golf clubs, however, I'll come for the fitting. Half an inch long, two degrees upright, yeah. extra stiff project <laughs> Yeah, I do like a three iron. If if you're going to go that far down, well, that sounds weird. It does take in completely out of context if you don't listen to the last five minutes of what I've said. Yeah. Then, but yeah, no, quite looking forward to the, tomorrow. It should be a nice day. Day spent childless and dogless, just just with the wife. Having a having a rub having a rub down from someone else other than your missus. I don't know what treatment I've got booked. I, I mean, I might be having a pipe shoved up my ass for all I know. <laughs> and what about a colonic? <laughs> and that's before we get to the spa. Uh, no, no, it should be good. It should be a good day. Isn't it? There was some semblance of normality before the two of us turned 40, and we've just turned into giggling schoolgirls. I'm not 40 yet. I've still still got 40 minutes. 55 minutes. 55 minutes. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. If you like this podcast... Which I doubt you will. uh, Which you may have done before. Yeah, which you may have done before tonight. (laughs) Please like, share, leave a review. Ubers only. Five stars. And, uh, yeah, we will be back next week. (laughs) Hold over. Still, two days after the party. But yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We love you all. Unless you're from Zimbabwe. And managed to cre- and cre- curate <laughs> pitches in Bulawayo. But yeah, until the next time, it's been a joy, a pleasure, and something we will never forget. This has been Slogging It. I'm John O'Gordon. He's Simon the Rhino Roberts. And he is Eugene the Buffalo Berger. Ta-ra for now. Love you back. 
sounded like a fucking eulogy. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.